Good morning, everyone. Jim Lair live here from about an hour from the Mexican border in Texas. So we got a full day ahead of us here. We're going to go into Mexico and take care of what we need to take care of and then try and push further south as we can. I can only really should drive during the day. So I actually like driving at night, but um, not a good idea in Mexico. So make sure you get on our email list. We had a really good um, lesson. Hopefully my big fat head uh, blocks the wind. It's pretty windy here. So I actually switched myself around so that I could block the wind so you wouldn't have too much wind noise with the microphone. This is a very busy. This is like the most Southern American Starbucks there is. Not that we need to give Starbucks any more uh, kudos. We got trucks pulling up. We got all sorts of good stuff on live podcast, right? So, hey, I like doing them outside. Comes with the territory. So, on my way to Nicaragua. And make sure you get on the email list. We did a great uh, lesson this week on being driven and how to manage that and the trade-offs that come with that, right? We love, we love when people work hard. I work hard. You know, one of the reasons I can speak for that, um, speak about it is because I've, I've driven myself into the ground on a number of occasions that I've had to rebuild myself back from scratch. So I'm very familiar with that. Most of my clients that have come to me are highly driven and need to learn how to kind of balance things out a little bit. So that being said, so I can't remember what the webinar or the lesson is next week, but uh, get on the email list. We'll send that out to you on Wednesday for sure. Now, uh, tips to stay healthy lifting weights. Okay, what you gotta understand about lifting weights, lifting weights is great, but the way it's taught is to make you better at lifting weights, right? And a lot of the techniques that are taught have trade-offs, right? You give up one thing to get another thing. The bench press is a prime example of this, where you pull those shoulder blades together really hard and you hold them together, and that creates a credibly stable platform, a ton of compression, so that you can lift more, you can bench more weight, right? The problem is, is that your shoulder blades are not designed to be locked together like that, right? That's great for the bench. It's not so good for everyday life. So if you're constantly pulling your shoulder blades together on the bench, you're pulling them together on the squat, you know, people will do their dumbbell presses like that. They'll do their rows. You know, a good, a really good bodybuilding row goes all the way. You reach and you row scapula moves around the rib cage but as you get more and more compressed you lose that good shape that the scapula moves around on the rib cage right so one of the things you need to do if you do decide to bench you need to make sure you do some presses where you're reaching you know like i like floor press and when you're alternating right so you know we move by shifting from side to side rotating through the thorax you know, I love, you know, the place I was working at yesterday or yesterday with a with a client had double pull down. So you could have a handle, pull it down and then have the opposite side. So adding some things in where you're shifting side to side, you know, same with your hips, being able to get into your hips, um, doing some extra. I call C's for cookie side planks, which is like make a little C, you bring your knees up a little bit, you get the rib cage down, you get the pelvis aligned with the rib cage, a couple extra side planks on that left side, some split stance work, emphasizing the left hamstring. A lot of people will do it, a hemi bridge on the wall with their feet together, they'll raise up, raise that right foot off the wall, take a few breaths, just to kind of remind the brain that it has a left side. 
because we are asymmetrical creatures and we tend to get stuck on our right side. My dog's coughing stuff up. I don't know what's going on. But we tend to get stuck on our right side. So if we do a few things in our warm-up or in our cool-down to remind the body that we have a left side, it, it keeps you from getting stuck in that. You'll see people walking in Walmart with their right foot just externally rotated to the max. And that's because their their the right pelvis is pulled back and usually interior tilted. Um, so you know, if we can keep our body from getting too far stuck in that strategy, you can't fix it because we're asymmetrical for a reason. So we can actually walk. If you couldn't change pressure from side to side, if it was equal, you wouldn't be able to walk. So there's a few things and, and getting down on the floor, like I, you know, for years, you know, I would do a five, 10 minute floor warm-up with people on the ground. And, and that's really a big part of, of keeping people healthy, right? Getting down on the floor, doing things like bird dogs, but not doing them in a way that's highly aggressive and, and tense, doing it in a way that's flowing and relaxed, right? So there'll be, there'll be people in, in powerlifting and stuff like that. If you're trying to lift the heaviest weights possible, by all means, do your warm up like tense and you're trying to get your nervous system figured out, fired up. But at least at the end, do some things that are relaxed and flowing and breathing so you don't turn into a giant fire hydrant, which is what happens to most powerlifters slash bodybuilders. As time goes on, they just, they lose the ability to move uh, because they've created this very stiff, stable platform to lift heavy things and create a lot of force. But that, um, just like a top field dragster, a top field dragster is amazing at creating force in a straight line, but it, you can't drive it around downtown because it's got horrible steering, suspension. Same thing if you just, just lift weights all the time and you don't do things where you're shifting and flowing and moving, you know. Things like landmine press are really beneficial. You get that rib cage down, get that shoulder blade upperly rotating on the on the thorax, and then also you know making sure you don't have a flat T spine. Most people can't get air into their upper back. The T spine looks really flat, and then those shoulder blades have nowhere to sit. So you want to do things like bear bear crawls, backwards bear crawls, forwards bear crawls, sideways bear crawls, where you're reaching, getting into that in range of motion. Uh, that's very important. You know, I'll take people that are big time bench pressers, even myself, when I when I first started doing more things to move better as opposed to just lifting heavy things. And they'll be able to press, you know, 120 pound dumbbells and then you get them to lay on their back and not pull their shoulder blades together. And all of a sudden they can only press a 50 or a 40 and it, it looks like they're drunk. Right. Things like arm bars as well. I love arm bars. Roll, shift, change pressure, you know, reach, get that shoulder blade moving around it's great for actually improving you know hip function hip mobility hip mobility so to speak because it helps with the position of the pelvis and the rib cage so you know these are all little things that that you need to do um to to make sure that you don't have a lot of the side effects that people that just lift heavy things have you know and i've made sure that i've incorporated some things into my training so that i can move and walk better and uh you know, I don't want to walk around like a giant refrigerator. Uh, that's not really my idea of a good time. And I want to do more active things, climbing, doing things like that. Um, and, you know, when you when you specialize too much, you know, if you want to be a world record deadlifter, all those things, that's great. And, you know, of course, everybody will always, you know, come out, well, this guy, he can do this and this and this. And it's like, well, that's him, right? And And people are like, well, I squatted for, you know, two years and, you know, I didn't affect the way I move. Well, do that for 
another two years and another two years. And you just, as you get stronger, you get more compressed or athletes will be like, well, you know, I back squatted for a couple of years and it didn't affect my performance. And then all of a sudden it, it just does. Right. So understanding how the body moves, how the body uses strategy and picking exercises that, uh, that put you in a nice, what we call the stack. I stole that from Zach couples or somebody, uh, the stack where the rib cage and the pelvis or as Bill Hartman says, circumferential expansion, you're able to create pressure in that canister 360, not arching like most people do. They'll push forward in their pelvis and they'll arch their back to go overhead or to squat or you know, to deadlift. And, and then they get, they lose the ability to, they lose the ability to flex their spine or move their, move their body in different ways. And then they get in trouble. So, and when your pelvis is dumped forward, your rib cage is up, it's going to affect your internal rotation of your shoulders. It's going to, it's going to affect your internal external rotation of your hip. So having good variability in your, in your pelvis and your rib cage, being able to, you know, breathe circumferentially and then exhale and have that pump handle close and push the air out is super important for you staying healthy. And then the big thing is after you do your training session and you've, you've ramped yourself up, do some things, rounding over stability ball, hanging in a deep squat, uh, crocodile breathing, do some things to tone the system down. Cause a lot of the people that I work with are having issues because they're toned up. They're using big musculature to do little things, simple things around the house or just breathing. They're using big muscles, traps, lats, uh, because they can't get into the right shape. So there's a few things for you to think about. Another truck. So hopefully the audio won't be too bad on this. Stream nerd's really good, but, you know, it's authentic. So it is who I am. So good times. So some things for you to think about. I'm going to cut this short today because I'm going to head south. I want to get as far, you know, as far down into Mexico as I can today. And there, I actually learned something yesterday that you, you, you can go into Guatemala on a Sunday or Monday. But it kind of makes it complicated because the fees you have to pay at, at the bank are the bank is closed on Sunday and Monday. So if I'm going to try and get into Guatemala today uh, or tomorrow, I need to I need to get down as far into Mexico as I can and see if I can get into Guatemala by uh, by the end of tomorrow. We'll see. If not, that's fine. I just won't be able to go into into Guatemala until Tuesday or leave Guatemala. So we'll see. It'll be fun. It's going to be an adventure. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. It's uh, I get mixed reviews. Some people are like, oh, you'll have a great time. Other people like look at me like I've lost my mind. So I've got a dog. I really don't have any other choice. So you guys have yourself a great day. Good weekend. Make sure you get outside.